don't, but no, really think about it. If you're someone who's worried about being judged, it's likely in you somewhere. That's why it's coming back to haunt you because, because we see in other people, other people are reflecting back at us what we reflect out to them. Ignite your best life. Yoga is the spark. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Yoga Hacks podcast. And our topic today is about teaching yoga and how we can step more into the role of a vessel for the teachings and not get so caught up in the act of teaching ourselves and our ego. And this topic is spurred because I actually just finished my first inaugural yoga teacher training 200 hour online program. And of course there's an in-person component too that, that people can do. And graduating these 35 or so students has been so, so magical for me. I've learned so much from them. And if you're in our Uplifted community, you'll get a chance to connect with each of them and get to know them a little better. They have incredible offerings to share. And I'm gearing up for round two of the teacher training, which starts in August. So if that's calling to you, get the details on my website. You can go to brettlarkin.com forward slash train. And it's important to know that if you already have a 200 hour degree, you can actually do the training at a highly, highly discounted rate for Yoga Alliance continuing education credit. Now, one of the big questions that gets asked when people are considering yoga teacher training is I get dozens and dozens of emails from folks that say, am I ready, right? And I have a whole podcast on that, which I'd encourage you to listen to. I'll link it up below, but they want to know, am I ready? And then their their ego mind or their, their vrittis, their mind chatter has created all these potential excuses of why they're not able to teach or why they won't be a good teacher. And some of these are they haven't been practicing enough, uh, lack of experience, they can't do certain inversions, certain poses, certain arm balances. So how will they ever be able to teach or demonstrate those to students? They're afraid of public speaking. They profusely sweat if they're ever (laughs) in front of people standing at the top of the room. They don't know their left from right. Really, I've heard it all. Like any excuse that exists, I've heard it. And my big message today, and and we're going to go really deep into this, but if you are called, if you have that feeling that you want this knowledge either for yourself or to impart to others or secretly maybe to pursue teaching yoga as a career, because when I did my training, I told myself I was just doing it to deepen my own practice, but you know, underneath 80 layers of the onion was this desperate need to have this be my whole identity, which it is now, and it's taken 10 plus years to get there. But if you're feeling any of these motives, all you need to do is listen to that voice and move forward and not get hung up in all the little details because being an incredible yoga teacher has nothing to do with being able to demonstrate every posture perfectly or knowing your left from rights, which is something I struggled with for a long time. Yes, there are practical things that you need to overcome. You need to learn how to project your voice. You need to learn how to have a presence in front of other people 
in a classroom setting if you're going to choose to actually teach out in the world in person. But what we're talking about today is stepping into this role of being a vessel for the teachings, the teachings plural, being the history, the lineage of yoga, getting connected to all the teachers who came before us. This is really powerful and and interesting and where I want you to spend and focus more of your energy and more of your mental output than on the specifics of you, you, you as a teacher because we can get so hung up on ourselves and it's almost self-centered and I'm guilty of this as well right like what am I wearing when I teach what do I look like is my playlist perfect do you know do do I look great is my sequence impressing people right it's so easy to get caught up is my cueing like you know better than than it was last time right there's there's all these silly things that we can get hung up on and everything I just talked about and everything I just mentioned just similar to a lot of the people who write in's fears about training All of those thoughts are self-centered, right? I'm thinking about me. I'm not thinking about my students. I'm thinking about how I look in the front of the classroom. What people are thinking about me. Are they impressed with my playlist? Do they think I'm good or not because of my cueing or a certain way I'm doing things? And when you're in that mode, it's a huge disservice to yourself and your students because you've completely given your power away and you're no longer in what one of my teachers, John Barnes, calls channel three, which is the present moment where you're able to feel grounded, centered, you're in full access of your power. And from there, you're able to teach spontaneously with a focus on who's in front of you. And I got really passionate to talk about this issue after my interview with Shiva Ray, who's another really famous yoga teacher. Definitely listen to the podcast where I interview her and she and I deep dive into Shakti, Shiva, the sacred feminine, so many juicy topics. I'll link that podcast up below. It's one of my Savannah podcasts. But at the end of that podcast, she and I talked briefly about this idea of stepping into the role of the vessel of the teachings as opposed to getting hung up on ourselves as teachers. And in reviewing the practicum videos of the graduates of my yoga teacher training program, my favorite videos were not the videos where the teacher was demonstrating and had perfect form or had this really unique creative sequence. It was the ones where I could really, really see them connecting and teaching the person in front of them, meaning they were off their mat and either adjusting or cueing specifically or offering modifications or speaking directly to the student who was in front of them. And most of them, many of them, filmed these Praticum videos in their house. So they were teaching one to three people, right? So a very manageable size. And when you have a class that small, it is a gift and you want to give your attention to that student and talk to them like they are a human being and obviously it's a yoga class it's not the time for the two of you to like dialogue uh back and forth a lot but I do want some interaction to be taking place and especially if you're in a private or teaching a private asking questions getting feedback from the students saying how does this feel what if you tried it this way what if we put a block there that's presence because if you're not looking at your students and you're not 
meeting them where they are, you are not present. You are somewhere else, perhaps overly focused on yourself or too into you and what's, what you're teaching. You need to look at your students. And this is something that I struggled with big time because when you're teaching online, usually there's not a student in front of you. If you've done my studio series classes on YouTube, there are students in front of me, but that's tricky because I'm filming at the same time. But I am able to look at them. And of course, when I'm teaching in real life, I'm walking around constantly looking at people. I'm demoing very rarely. And I think a lot of folks, especially if you're used to doing yoga online or used to receiving instruction online, think that the teacher is just supposed to demonstrate and it's everyone else's job to follow along. When really, when you're present with your students together, you are creating and you're and you're trusting the teachings because... Say you see your say you see your student struggling with a pose, and that pose is part of your planned sequence or what you wanted to do. And all of a sudden, you say you think to yourself, "Oh my gosh, they can't do that. I have to modify and maybe teach something else completely different that's not in my plan." That's scary for you. That's scary for your ego as a teacher, right? Because now you're going off script, you're going off plan, and all of a sudden you're worried. If what if you mess up? What if you don't remember what comes next because you changed up your plan? What if the student judges you for that? What if you judge yourself for that? What if you can't get back on track? What if they then think you're a bad teacher? What if you are a bad teacher, right? And this spiral goes out, out of control. So, and it seems like an exaggeration, but it's not. That's what's really going on beneath the surface when you're afraid to change things or afraid to be spontaneous with your students, Instead, if you are grounded and trust yourself and have a strong personal practice and a trust in the teachings, we'll go, we'll go into what I mean by the teachings in a minute, but it comes back to your personal practice. If you have a strong personal practice, you're going to feel centered and grounded daily. If you feel centered and grounded daily, you're going to be able to admit that energy to your students who PS are coming to your classes because they want to be saturated in the energy you're providing. Not because you look cute, not because you have an awesome playlist, not because your sequence is oh wow and special, right? They might love those things about you too. And I love those things about you too. But really, they are coming there because they are attracted to the energy that you are putting out. So if you have a strong personal practice, you are going to have delicious, lovely energy, which is going to be able to ground you. And from a grounded place, you're going to be able to trust the teachings. What are the teachings? The teachings are your training, of course, whether you did yoga teacher training locally, abroad, online with me, you received an education. And hopefully you're very happy with that education. If you're not, do my bridge program. Like I mentioned in the beginning, it's a great deal. And you get access to my whole YTT 200 hour, right? So you need to have an education or, or a body of work that you're relying on. And, and maybe you've never done yoga teacher training. You're just, you've read all the books. You've read, you know, Hatha Yoga Pradipika. You've read the sutras. You've read light on yoga. You've gone crazy deep. And, and that's your teachings and that's your truth. But there is a body of work, whether it's your training, things you've read or seen, I like to think of it as like your continuing education because if you're like me, it's like every podcast you listen to, you're learning more. Every book you're reading, you're learning more. Maybe you're in Uplifted because you love always learning more and going deeper because it's 
infinite how deep we can go with this stuff. But you have a body of work that you are relying on and trusting. You're connected to a lineage, either through a specific teacher, through a training, or through a style of yoga that you are able to really fall back on and trust. And Kundalini Yoga does this really nicely where they actually instruct teachers to chant uh, silently to themselves the, the teacher's chant, right? Where you say, I am not a man, I am not a woman, I am not a person, I am not myself, I am a teacher. And the, the goal in that is removing you from from being all obsessed and attached and worried about you and helping you realize that you are a cup, you are a vessel for, for which these ancient teachings can flow through. And then when you meet your students where you are, where they are, when you're looking at them and modifying accordingly, just based on their needs, it's almost like you, you dumb it way down. Like if they, they need a shoulder opener, you give them a shoulder opener. If they can't do high lunge, you help them do low lunge with blocks. You're attuned to them. And it's this mixture, this cocktail of being attuned to them and that spontaneity combined with on the other 50%, the teachings, what you've, what you've handed, been handed down and then how it's manifesting uniquely through you because you are unique. That's why we need so many yoga teachers because everyone is bringing something slightly different, a slightly different flavor, a slightly different per perspective to the practice. It's the intermingling of the teachings through you, the vessel, and this unique person in front of you, this unique situation in front of you that makes every class a divine dance, that makes every class a unique experience, that makes every class special and different and healing for you and the student in its own unique way. And I'm hoping that as you're listening to this, you can taste or imagine or visualize the difference between a class like that and a class where a teacher is just going off the plan that was in their book and just doing their, their own thing and into themselves and demoing their own poses and barely looking at people and just sort of expecting folks to follow along. And that teacher maybe would be a beautiful teacher and have the best intentions. And that was me. That was me for years. That's why I'm so passionate about talking about this now. Obviously, in a group studio situation, it's, it's, it's harder because you're not able to tailor your class so specifically because you might have a wide range of students with a wide range of abilities. But if you are in the private, if you're teaching the private, if you're teaching the smaller class, be of service to your students and get grounded every time before you teach. If Even if it's only just to say the, the Kundalini mantra I just shared with you, have your own ritual or, or, or practice that grounds you and connects you with the teachings and trust the teachers and the teachings you've received to flow through you. That's the most important thing to focus on as a new teacher or a veteran teacher, right? How can I let these teachings flow through me in a way that serves who's in front of me in a way that they need to hear it right now, right? And, and once you step into that place, 
all of a sudden, all the things we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, like how do I look when I'm doing Warrior 2? Or I can't demo Pinchamayarasana perfectly, so I definitely can't teach, right? Do you see how all of that just goes out the window and just seems completely irrelevant and silly when you, when you tap into this different energy? So that's what I really want to encourage everyone in my training, everyone in Uplifted, everyone to do when you're sharing this practice because being the teacher and being in the front of the room is a huge responsibility and I I so get it because I really, I, I've been there where you're so in your head about how you look, how you sound, you're critical, you're worried about being judged. But the thing is, if you're if you're spending time worried about being judged which is what all those things are they're kind of the same right they're this underlying fear of judgment it's like if you're worried about being judged you probably judge others think about it cuz you might be like no 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 i don't judge other people i don't i really don't but no really think about it if you're someone who's worried about being judged it's likely that judgment is in I wanted to say like almost like it's in your pakriti, like it's in you somewhere. And and that's why it's coming back to haunt you because, because we see in other people, other people are reflecting back at us what we reflect out to them. So do, do you actually maybe have some, some judgments about certain types of people, certain body types, certain, it might be so programmed within you that you don't even notice or you haven't been able to pick it apart or draw it to the surface of your consciousness because so many of these things are just handed down to us from our families, from television, from society, from commercials that, that we have this judgment. But if you're, if you have a fear of being judged, it is likely you are judging someone else somewhere in your life. Maybe it's not even in a yoga context, but once you nail that and you eliminate judgment from your own thoughts, all of a sudden you're not going to have that fear anymore. And it's also just like what you think is your reality, right? If you're constantly thinking about being judged, that's the energy you're putting out there. It's like you're asking people to judge you. Well, if you are just calm and confident and connected to source energy through the teachings, through your through the truth of what you've studied. And this is why it's so important <laughs> to do a training and to connect with a teacher who really, really resonates with you at a soul level. Yoga teacher training is too important. It's too big an investment to of time and money to do it with someone who you're just like lukewarm about or to do it just because it's convenient or to do it just because the dates match with your schedule, right? Please do not do that. I don't care if it's with me or if it's with any of the other amazing teachers that are out there. You need to train with the person who speaks to your soul, who's, who's, who, whose teachings you crave, who you want to emulate. It's so, so important because it's setting this foundation for how you're going to connect with the teachings and how you're going to trust your practice. And I think apologies if I already said this, but I feel like the people who I have coming into my bridge program were disappointed in their first training. They don't feel like even if they're grounded, they can trust this education that, that, they, they, that they just know is within them and that they can just fall back on and trust because they, they trusted their teacher. You need to trust your teacher 
wholeheartedly. And that's going to change everything because then you're going to have this sense of grounding through doing your own personal practice. And you're going to feel this sense of complete connectedness and trust to something so much bigger than yourself. Because when you start teaching, I mean, yoga always makes us feel connected to something bigger than ourselves. But when you're teaching, it's like you're connected to everyone who's ever taught before, ever. I mean, it's amazing. It's the most amazing feeling and the most amazing high and rush when you teach those first classes. It's like going to a class times 100, right? And then there's, there's, there's things that are uh, great and, and, and also you know, difficult about teaching, but the, the energetics of it and what you take out of the classroom is so, so special. And that's why if you feel called to teach, I want you to pursue it however makes sense to you with a teacher that you're really, really engaged with, excited about, and trust. Remember, be a vessel. Don't get hung up on the nitty gritty of teaching. Think bigger than that. Be bolder than that. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. Let me know your thoughts on this podcast. You know I always, always cherish hearing from you. If you're listening to this on YouTube, you can leave a comment right below the YouTube video. If you're listening on iTunes, I would love it if you would subscribe and leave an iTunes review, which is very tricky to do. But if you look in the link uh, description of the podcast, uh, there's a little video that shows you how to do it. Join our free community, yogahackscommunity.com. That's yoga, H-A-C-K-S, community.com, the free Facebook group. And of course, if you want to really commit to a daily personal practice, ignite your best life on the mat and off the mat and just go deeper with everything, become a member of our uplifted community. It's really the most stellar people in there. And you guys inspire me so much every single day. So much love from my heart to yours. Namaste. This episode was brought to you by Uplifted. Try Brett's membership community for people who want to enrich their life through yoga for free at brettlarkin.com uplifted. Yoga obsessed? Join Brett for yoga teacher training at brettlarkin.com train. And don't forget to give back. Like this podcast, leave a rating or review. Share this with someone you love. Remember, now is the time to dedicate yourself to what matters most. From my heart to yours, namaste.